What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Finance for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wren. Join me as we dig into what it looks like for physicians to begin using their finances as a tool to live better lives. You can learn more about our resources at financeforphysicians.co. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey, guys. Hope you're having a great day. Hoping to talk today about uh, some of the big financial lessons that that I've observed from the Bible. It's loaded up with with financial topics. I think I've heard a lot that it's the number one topic. I don't know if it's the top topic, but it's definitely um, you know one of the top topics uh, covered within the Bible um, is financial topics. So clearly, the authors were aware of it being a big deal. So. Uh, there's all kinds of lessons within the Bible, and I wanted to just kind of go through some of the big kind of takeaways. So if you're a Christian, I think it's important to really understand uh, these and, you know, let them be a guide. Now, if you're not a Christian, you know, I really think some of these can still be good fundamental principles and can be helpful really for anyone. And so we're going to jump into that today. Okay, so the first big lesson or takeaway for me would be getting your priorities in order. And I think really a sub point to that would be like money should not be first. I think this is really about going the direction of what is most important to you and, you know, understanding those priorities and and really kind of going after what that most important thing is. And if money is top of the list, that's where problems happen. So a couple examples of that within the Bible. So in Timothy, there's a several of them, but first um, Timothy six, nine through 10 uh, people who want to get rich are tempted. They fall into a trap. They are tripped up by wanting many foolish and harmful things. Those who live that are live like that are dragged down by what they do. They are destroyed and die for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. So I'm sure you've heard of, uh, you know, references to this. A lot of people say like money is the root of all evil. That's, I don't think correct. Um, what this is trying, you know, what the, the point we're, we're trying to make here is like the love of money is the problem. Uh, people that are the pursuit and the love of money is the problem. And it's about priorities. It's like if money is number one, if like you're idolizing money, you love money, you're pursuing it, um, it's number one in all your decision-making, that is a problem. And money in itself is not evil. Um, I don't think that's the point they're trying to make. It's the love of and pursuit of money that where the problems happen. Also in Timothy and... uh, same chapter 6, but 17 through 19. So First Timothy 6, 17 through 19. Command those who are rich in the present world not to be arrogant nor put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. So this, you know, kind of furthering on that point, you know, not putting your hope and I think the the big one is not putting your hope in your wealth. That kind of goes back to the first point and not, it really, it's a 
love of or need for or desire for money and wealth. That's that's where the problems happen. I think culturally, we our, our culture is I, I, tells us that uh, wealth equals security and happiness. And I think what this verse is saying is kind of the opposite. Not that wealth equals sadness, but wealth in itself doesn't equal happiness. And it's not a good idea to put your hope in wealth. Wealth is, you know, uncertain. It's not guaranteed. It's not uh, eternal. It's temporary. Uh, And so it's much better to focus on doing good and being generous, um, I think is the takeaway. So when I when I think through this, I think about okay, well, how are how am I managing some of the big decisions in life, and am I because most of the time maybe you're not like idolizing money, and but but what maybe it's a little too high of a priority. That's that's probably more common in life. I have that in my own life. That's you know maybe money is taking a little bit too high of a seat there, and uh, maybe you know you need to knock it down a peg or two and focus on really the important things in life. So when I think about, you know, I think it's good to think about big decisions you've made or, or will be making, like, you know, maybe having a child or having a child, I think is a good example. Cause like that never helps your wealth, I guess. <laughs> uh, children are always gonna be more expensive than not children. And so it's, that's a values decision. That's a what's most important to you decision completely. And it's a good, you know, that's a good example of, you know, making that what's most important, a higher priority than what's going to make you wealthy or selecting your career. Um, you know, if you're selecting, say, a medical specialty strictly based on compensation, I think that's a, a kind of a, a little bit of a dicey direction. You're kind of moving that direction of, uh, you know, being tempted based on wealth in itself. Um, and that's that can get you into trouble because you you know you end up in a career you hate uh, or you know maybe it's not the best fit and you're doing it strictly for the money and you know like I said that's where the problems can happen but there's all all these big decisions you know maybe you're deciding on whether or not to buy a home it's I think it's good to remind yourself like let's go back to the priorities here like what's most important and the Bible definitely reaffirms that it's like money should not be the top priority in your decision-making. And I think money, you got to be careful when money starts to become like the hope that you lean on. Okay, so some questions to ask, I think, to get you thinking uh, even more um, about this. I I would ask, you know, what are you pursuing most in your life? You know, are you in a hot pursuit of like building wealth? And that's all of us are, are uh, I think, uh, it's a temptation. Or maybe it's material things. Like, that's kind of, uh, you know, overlapping. It's like, are you in hot pursuit of wealth and or, you know, material things or stuff? W- or what is truly most important in your life? Like, what's what's your, what what is what is your motivation and drive? Another good thought, I think, is how does the way that you, manage your time and your money reflect on what's most important to you because it's 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 kind of difficult to like self-assess this kind of stuff a lot of times it's like everybody tends to say like my family is most important or you know whatever but um 
I think a better way sometimes to do that is to look at your calendar and your checkbook. That's a little bit more of a objective, I guess, way to assess that. And that'll give you a good idea of like what you're valuing or, you know, cause your time and your money, that's going to tell you what's, what's most important. Another good thought is what, if you lost all of it, like if you gave all your money away or lost all of it, would you still be happy? I think if the answer is no, it's just something to think about. I mean, it, obviously it's going to be painful, but um, ideally I would like to be happy, you know, even if I lost all of my resources and gave it all away. And then if you're making big decisions, like I was mentioning earlier, how does money fit into the priority list? So big takeaway, number one, is getting those priorities in order. And I think the risk or the temptation to avoid is letting money be the first or the driver. And, you know, the Bible's teachings are that we should try to avoid that. And, you know, you want to be, you know, not try to avoid it, but you got to, otherwise it's going to cause it has much more, you know, serious wording there. Destroyed and die. I mean, they're very. It's very clear that if you love money, it's going to cause major problems. And so that's that's the uh, uh, the situation to avoid. So the second big lesson is that I think it's very clear that God looks very highly upon giving, and it's not. Um, what's interesting, I think least when I started to actually, you know, really dig into it and read it, it's like not as, I guess, legal or regimented as I thought it might be. Like, I kind of thought like it would be like a rule book or something. It's like, you must give 10% and, you know, cause that's what people say. And otherwise you're banished to hell or whatever, you know, um, it's not really at all like that. Now there's some like Old Testament stuff that's kind of like hardcore-y like that, um, fire and brimstone type stuff. But I think the general takeaway is giving based on your, what you feel like is right is where we want to go and giving, you know, sacrificially and not just like what's easy is the takeaway. So a couple of verses here, uh, there's a million, there's all kinds of stuff in the, the Bible about this, but from math, Matthew, Jesus says, um, when people ask you for something, give it to them. When they want to borrow money, lend it to them. So that that sounds kind of straightforward and simple, but it's like, I always think of like driving by uh, or walking by someone that's homeless and they're like asking for money uh, or help or whatever. And, you know, the temptation is to just kind of look the other way and walk past. And so that's not in line with this teaching. If I, you know, if I was following this teaching purely, I would stop and say, you know, how can I help you and, and be, cause I have resources to do that. And I, you know, that's how I should be doing that. But this, this kind of stuff, that's the other thing I should clarify. Like I am not, um, I'm not trying to say like, I'm doing all these things. These are difficult things to do and they're lifelong challenges. And so it's a work in progress. And, you know, we can take small steps towards these things, but this is hard stuff. Like this is a, and it's countercultural. So it's not, it's going to take um, intentional effort. So when, you know, if you're, what this is basically telling you to do is like, if people need help, give it to them. And so the temptation as you're walking by the person is like, they're going to spend it on drugs or, you know, that's what everybody tells themselves. But like, you know, 
how do you know that? And then if you're really, really worried about that, then say, hey, I'll buy you a lunch or something like that. So another example from Second uh, Corinthians 9, 6 through 8. Uh, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. So that's that's talking about what I was hitting on before. It's like, it's not like super specific and rigid. It's more like give generously and be happy about it. Like give what you're, you feel drawn to give and not because somebody else said so or not because you heard me talk about it. Give because you feel like that's the right thing to do. And then the promise here is like, you know, if you're a cheerful giver, like God is able to bless you abundantly. So, you know, you're, you're, you're well taken care of. So, you know, if you believe all this stuff, it's like, okay, well, why don't you try this, try the given thing out and like at least see, you know, how it's, you know, start with something that feels good and then, you know, see how it goes. And then, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to do it based on others' compulsion or, you know, your own, you got to have a, I like the cheerful part about it. Like you got to be positive. It has to be a um, positive thing. But for me personally, like as I have done it more, it's become, or I guess it reinforces it and it's easier. It's funny. It's like, it's easier to give the more I give, which doesn't make sense on the surface. But also I've noticed too, like personally, the more I give, the overall my financial picture looks better. So it's not, it doesn't, um, it's not, it's like it doesn't take away like you would think it would. So another example of giving as, as Jesus looked up, this is from Luke uh, 21, one through four. As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. These people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she gave out of her poverty. But in all she had to live on. So the idea here is that's kind of like sacrificial giving. Ideally, you're getting to that point where giving where it's, you know, not just easy, but it's like you're you're feeling it. Um, and that's, you know, going to be spiritually and overall rewarding for your life. So like I said, there's all kinds of um, different topics or uh, different sections that cover uh, giving. And it's very clear that it's highly looked upon. There are a few sections that get a little more concrete on like what a good target would be, but they're not, none of them are super concrete. I think there's, that's where the 10% comes from. There's a few that are kind of like indicate that that would be a good tithe to give. But uh, I think the takeaway, at least I have is more like giving uh, sacrificially and, uh, you know, and, and then also buying into this idea that you, you know, you'll be taken care of as a good charitable person, like you're going to be fine that you don't need to worry about that part. So I think the questions to consider here are how does giving rank in your financial priorities? Do you feel like it needs to be higher or do you feel like you're doing good? Or I think it's, for me, it's, I, like I said a few times, it's like a lifelong thing. So I think these are the types of things you can always improve on. So maybe a better question is like, how can I improve on, you know, giving? Do you feel like you're giving sparingly? 
uh, or generously or even sacrificially. And the big thing for me, I, I'm always um, trying to think about this. It's like, are you giving to those in need that ask for help? Because there's lots of people that um, I pass by every day, not every day, but uh, regularly that I'm not doing that with. And so I think we can all do a better job of uh, you know, helping out those that are blatantly in need of help. Um, and I think that will be at a minimum tried out. I think that the other interesting thing about giving, it's one of the few things in, in the Bible that has like a promise associated with it. It's like, um, what is the verse? Um, not, I'm sorry, not a promise, but like a test. It's like, okay, here it is. So Malachi 3, 10 through 12. So I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically the, uh, you know, it, it, God is like, test me in this, which is not, that's not normally, that's not how he rolls. Uh, but in this example, it's like, bring your gifts and ties and, you know, I'm going to hook you up is basically like, it's like you give, I'll take care of you is the gist of it. And he's like, test me, I'll show you. And so I think that's a good, um, if, you know, if you're, if you're a Christian and you buy into all this, it's like, well, at minimum, just give it a shot and like, uh, you know, have a little faith and, and, um, try it on for a little bit. And, uh, it's, you know, based on this, you're going to be rewarded. So the third big lesson. So, so first one is getting those priorities in order and making sure money's not first. Second one is God looks upon very highly, uh, looks highly upon giving. And then third big one is making a plan to give and save and pay off debt and even pay taxes first. So Proverbs 21.5, the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. Another one in uh, Luke uh, 14.28, suppose one of you wants to build a tower, will he not first sit down and estimate the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? Proverbs 15.22, plans for fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. And then another one from Proverbs 14.15, the naive believes everything, but sensible man considers his steps. So along those lines, like when you're planning, you get, it's good to have outside opinions and then, uh, and get counsel. And, you know, I'm, I'm a financial planner. So, you know, I'm a lot of cases, the counsel, but like, it doesn't have to be a financial planner. It can be, you know, a trusted friend and that kind of thing. Um, and then as you're navigating all this planning and life stuff, don't be naive, be kind of like cautiously, or, uh, I guess, um, have a healthy skepticism is what I'm trying to say. It's, it's good to, to, to kind of ask the questions because, you know, you just don't know all, you don't want to be too naive. Um, and so when you're a couple other examples of, you know, so having a plan is good. I think the first verse I mentioned makes that clear and the first two verses and then having some, some help along the way, getting counsel is important and not being too naive but on top of that, so there's a, multiple other uh, verses that talk about saving and paying off debts. Um, it doesn't ever, you know, I don't have, uh, I don't, I'm not aware of like examples that's basically that say like, don't have debt. Um, but it is very clearly, it's very clear that the message is work to pay off debt. Uh, and, you know, don't, uh, it's bad to, to dodge debt. Um, now if you have debt, it's something you want to get rid of, um, and pay it off. 
And, you know, ha- someone that is constantly in debt is a, you know, going to be a slave to the uh, lender. So, um, t- so debt is very clearly um, mentioned as something to, to pay off. Saving, um, there's several examples of like, you got to save first, spend the rest. And then um, taxes even are mentioned, like you got to pay taxes. Um, but I think the, the takeaway I have, it's like, I don't see, it doesn't, it, dis, it basically, it's like it discourages like material focus and encourages like giving, saving, paying off debt, paying tax, taxes first and making a plan for those things to happen first before you start to, you know, take care of yourself uh, and so I think that's the big takeaway. And those are the hardest things to do. And they all require kind of like some intentionality, which is what a plan is, is kind of making an effort to get those carved out first. Otherwise, you're going to tend to gravitate towards just spending what's left over, which is, every, you know, spending it all. And, you know, that's not, you know, what whatever, you know, beliefs you have that m- most people are, you know, not, not going to be... Uh, are going to agree that that's not a good route to go down. So quick, quick recap. Um, first takeaway, get those priorities in order. Make sure money is not first. Second one, giving charitable giving is very highly uh, looked upon by God. Third is make that plan to give, save, pay off debt, pay taxes first before you start spending the rest so hope this has been helpful. There's all kinds of, like I said, it's mentioned like a ton of, you know, thousand plus times in the Bible. And there's all kinds of areas I'd be happy to dig into. I'm not, um, I'm a financial guy, so I'm, I'm an amateur at this uh, religious stuff. I'm just, you know, doing the best I can with it to apply it to money. But I'm happy to dig into areas of this, especially if you're interested in that. Um, but today. I just wanted to kind of focus on those big takeaways and hopefully uh, you can get a nugget or two of inspiration. All right. We'll talk to you next time. As always, thank you so much for joining us today. If you found this valuable, please give us a review on iTunes and share with a friend. Also check out our website at financeforphysicians.co for all sorts of additional content. See you next time. Finance for Physicians is not an investment, tax, legal, or financial advisor. All content included in this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered financial tax or legal advice. Material presented is believed to be from reliable sources and no representations are made by Finance for Physicians as to another party's informational accuracy or completeness. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation. If you don't have an advisor or would like a second opinion, feel free to check out our website for recommended advisors.